Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our usual Friday look at wheat and canola markets for the week. Canola is up and wheat is down this week. We look at harvest in Manitoba well behind Saskatchewan. Real agriculture talks about railway performance. Errol Anderson discusses the impact of the rising U.S. dollar on grain markets. And Ottawa announces a new oat research program to expand sales. The farm weather's in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Grain markets are mixed this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola is up $30 a ton for the week, while spring wheat is down $0.20 cents a bushel in the futures market. Well, Jim, starting off with November canola, we've seen an increase of approximately $30 a ton here this week. Right now, we're up about $3 a ton on the day, sitting at about eight seventy here. It uh, We did see actually a spike up to a high of eight ninety one on the November futures, but again, it's sold off since then. On the December Minneapolis wheat contract, we had a decline of approximately 20 cents here this week. Today, we're up about five, sitting at 9.68. So when looking at the the wheat market in general, the technicals have definitely still been trending more positive. But when looking at the December contract on Chicago, it actually closed down for the fourth day in a row yesterday. Uh, The selling pushed the market down to the lowest level really since September 28th. So another surge higher in the U.S. dollar recently. It's helping, I would say, keep the demand down for U.S. wheat right now as traders really remain concerned about the potential for a, a global recession to hurt just, I, I would say, demand in general. When also looking at traders see kind of a record high crop in Russia as a factor to keep wheat flowing uh, on the world export market and Black Sea weather is improving. So there's, again, some positives and still some negatives for the wheat side. Right now, I am seeing the technicals more positive. What's pushing the canola upward, though? When looking at the canola market in particular, uh, I think there's a handful of factors. The first factor that a lot of people do look at is the Canadian dollar. Canadian dollars dropped down to that 73 cent level here this morning. And, you know, that's definitely kind of a positive factor. Talking with producers across, the prairies yields have been down. So 
the production could easily be below that 19 million tons that stats can reported last time. So as I've been mentioning, said this actually in our call last week, that I could see, you know, at the March and January contracts still going higher uh, in the winter months. So I've been kind of preparing clients for that and uh, advising accordingly. What's the outlook for next week and beyond? Well, next week, again, holiday Monday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. So Canada and Canadian markets are going to be closed. U.S. is going to be open. Uh, I'm going to be watching still for 900 on kind of the higher end to be broken. If we do see that go push through that, we could see canola move higher. The January did actually get close to that. I got to 898.50 as a day high this week. November will be expiring in the next couple weeks. So that's something to, to kind of keep an eye on because a lot of things happen, you know, at the end of a, a contract expiry month. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families. In Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. Harvest progress sits at only 63% complete across Manitoba. According to this week's crop report, this puts harvest completion about three weeks behind the five-year average of 85% for this time of year. James Fry is the Applied Production Specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin. He says canola is the main crop being combined. Yeah, that's right. Canola is kind of the big push now. Uh, wheat, uh, barley are, you know, pretty well done. I mean, we've, you know, kind of always leave a little bit of a couple percentage points undone just in case there's somebody out there who who hasn't uh, harvested their fields. But uh, wheat and barley are, are both well on their way. Oats uh, has kind of been the big thing to start this week, um, probably about half done that, uh, whereas, you know, it's been sitting in swaths for a while now to to get rid of that green straw or or to let some of those uh, later maturing kernels ripen up. Uh, but it's been uh, getting combined this weekend. Uh, seems to be moving through nice, uh, putting out a lot of dust, so that's a good sign. Fry outlines some crop yields. Not for uh, oats, but uh, but wheat. I have been hearing anywhere, you know, even up into uh, the 90 bushel range. So that's, uh, that's a good sign for farmers. Fry says Manitoba producers enjoyed a lot of warm, dry days over the past week. That's right. Yeah, canola uh, actually has been moving along, I think, nicely. It's kind of, you know, we estimate probably close to that 60% mark uh, around here. It, it could probably be a little higher as you head south towards uh, Russell and maybe a little bit less as you would go north towards Swan. Uh, one of the challenges, though, is that uh, canola, especially for straight-cut canola, has been uh, more in that tough-to-damp range. So some of the challenges, obviously, associated with that is that anything that is harvested at that moisture would need to be put on air. But another factor is that um, straw distribution behind the combine uh, can be uneven, and that may make things just a little more challenging uh, in the spring if there's you know a little more of a residue clump here or there in the field. So that's just something that farmers are having to make that uh, that cost benefit. Fry discusses canola yields. What we're hearing from producers is more mostly in the forty to fifty range. Um, you know, kind of in that mid forties. Although um, I'm sure that, 
you know, like we would uh, expect some of the fields that struggled more might be lower than that. And, uh, you know, and then there was always going to be the, the one or two rocket fields out there that, uh, that just did, you know, per- perfect, perfect conditions at the time of seeding. So we may see a few that are higher, but I think that that mid forties range is probably pretty representative of the region. James Fry is the Applied Production Specialist with Manitoba Agriculture in Rob. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Let's chat grain logistics. Joining us right now is Greg Northy. He is VP of Corporate Affairs with Pulse Canada. Greg, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, Greg, we, we posted a story on realagriculture.com talking about how it, it appears the railways are off to somewhat of a pretty slow start through week eight of the grain shipping season. Uh, from your vantage point there at the Ag Transport Coalition, what exactly is happening? Yeah, it's a slow start both in two ways, I'd say. Demand has been really low on the railways, the, the crops being, being coming off later, and so the CN and CP haven't been quite facing the same demand, although CP much higher than, than CN. Uh, at the beginning of the year, even in the face of low demand, we weren't seeing, you know, generally we would like to see them fulfilling 100% of the orders that come in by that kind of low demand. So they were, they were both below that. Uh, and as we started to see demand ramp up now, uh, particularly CP has started to struggle uh, Placing placing opera cars and, and fulfilling the order orders week to week for shippers, CN the same case, uh, not quite as acute as as CP, but um, I think the concern going into the year was that there wouldn't be enough capacity, and, and C, CN projected that, and I think now as we as we see week eight, uh, we're starting to see a little bit of that happen, where we're not seeing the capacity that's needed for the demand as it grows. So, h- how could we? Why are we having trouble getting cars to you know, to fulfill those orders? Are the, are the orders outside of what we would normally... Obviously, the orders are higher than last year uh, based on the 21 drought. But are, are, in context, are the orders like that much larger than, than normal? Why, why the struggle here? Yeah, so orders are for CN. Uh, they started the year lower than last year uh, in the first about five, six weeks. They since... Um, start to see slightly higher demand than they saw last year, but still below what they would have seen, say, in a three-year average or even the year before. CP has has had orders pretty much hitting what they saw uh, in, in not last year, but the year before. So so they, they're definitely seeing higher demand. CN is not. Um, so, you know, in the face of that, you know, we were going into the year, both railways published a grain plan suggesting they were going to be able to move... Uh, move this year's crops and you know had warnings around that but they both said they were going to spot you know upwards of around 7,000 cars a week uh, we have not seen demand even even get close to that yet we're still not seeing the capacity there so this really boils down to our focus at the beginning of the year was for CNCP to, to have a realistic plan to signal to the industry yeah well we can move this much grain we're going to move your grain 
unfortunately we didn't get that plan and, and clearly the plan we got but they can't they can't meet and so it, it is a bit of a concern because we're going to see more demand now october is going to be obviously as we've always seen year to year uh, a peak demand period yeah now you're measuring the performance based on cars ordered by the elevators and, and looking at how many of those cars show up. Is, is that the correct way to describe that? Yeah, exactly. So it's the week they're ordered. So the elevators will put the order in for the week into the ordering systems for the railways. And we measure based on uh, whether those cars are arriving in the week they were, they were ordered. So it's about timeliness and order fulfillment. I've seen a few farmers speculate or ask the question maybe through speculation that uh, elevators, sort of like, you know, when we hear there's a shortage of seed, you maybe uh, hedge your bets and you, you, you order more seed than you really may need in case some of it doesn't show up. Is it possible that this is happening with elevators in terms of rail cars, that there's a concern where they're hearing about shortages, they're hearing about lack of performance, and so they're maybe ordering more than they necessarily would, would, would have uh, if, if they all showed up? Is, is that at all possible? Well, we're not really seeing that in the numbers because, like I said, demand, considering the size of this crop, demand is still quite, like, quite low as far as what the demand is being placed on, on the railways. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny today, wind west 20, the high 17, the low 0. Saturday, mainly sunny, wind northwest 30, the high 21 Saturday, the low 0. Sunday, sunny, the high 17, the low plus 3. Monday, sunny, the high 22, the low 5. Tuesday, sunny, the high 20, the low minus 2. Wednesday, sunny and cooler, the high 12, the low plus 1. Thursday, sunny and warm again, the high 20 degrees. Normal high for this date is 13. The normal low for this date, minus 1. The sun rose at 7.08 this morning. It sets at 6.25 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek and Rosetown, both tying at 16 degrees. The cold spot up North Collins Bay at 7. Roundup sees Estevan at 11 degrees, Saskatoon 15. Swift Current is also 15. Weyburn and Yorkton both 11. Regina sunny and 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest 21, gusting to 31. Humidity is 44%. Their barometric pressure falling 103.1. Partly cloudy, Moose Jaw 13 degrees. Winds are from the southwest at 24. Once again, Regina, sunny and 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. 
mcdougallauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A grain market analyst says the rising value of the U.S. dollar has had an impact, a significant impact, on commodity markets. The president of Pro Market Communications, Errol Anderson, explains how the dollar has pushed up canola and some crude oil prices. Well, you know, the big factor when you get to look at the big picture, it's related to currency. And uh, the U.S. dollar has been on a, a charge higher for, uh, it's been amazing strength and has uh, really uh, pushed, put pressure on other competing currencies, including the Canadian dollar. But um, this past week, we saw the U.S. dollar start to break down finally, and that triggered a rally in crude oil. Crude oil, uh, which went down to about 77.50 a barrel, basically gained, regained uh, $10 a barrel, and plus with OPEC threatening to cut production, that brought the oil up, and that really came into the grain markets as well. Uh, you could feel the surge on the canola market. Uh, the canola market absolutely took off. In fact, it, it recovered as much as $100 a ton here in a few days. Uh, the January contract moved up almost touching $900 metric ton. And, and now we're, we're starting to come back down. We've come off about $40 from where it was. So there's a lot, a lot of volatility. But the bottom line on these markets is that the harvest lows on a lot of these products, I think, are in. And uh, we're starting to see some bids uh, starting to move up. And uh, so, uh, but we are going to be choppy when we hit into the mid-fall market. Anderson was asked if canola will reach $20 a bushel. Yeah, uh, I think we've already seen it. Um, uh, with this last rally, uh, you know, this, this really was a, a strength that we did not see coming. Um, and uh, but it happened, and it offered another pricing opportunity for the grower. So uh, it's not for the faint of heart because I think the trading range on canola is actually a hundred dollars wide. So we're we're really going to be choppy. So but when we see these opportunities where we sprint higher, um, I don't believe they're going to last because the global economy is slowing down. And one thing we've really noticed is that the U.S. exports are really dragging, and and the reason for that is because of the strong U.S. dollar. So. So uh, soybeans are starting to break down. Uh, we've seen the bean market, which was o- over $14, now you know breaking below 13.50, and and the major support we believe is down at $13. So if we do see a pullback like that, you know we're going to see these swings in the grain markets. Um, the wheat market, uh, you know, it's perked up somewhat. Uh, we've we've seen uh, the cash bids. You know, they're not great, but they're better. Uh, sort of $12 plus for CWRS 13.5% wheat in some areas. Um, the pea market is showing life right now. We're seeing the uh, yellow pea bids, which were down as low as $11. Um, there were some $13 uh, targets that were triggered this week on the yellows, and, and the reason for the strength in this market is really with the Canadian dollar dropping. And we've seen a sharp drop in the Levine. It, you know, it's moved down to about uh, 72 and a half, and then it sprinted back up to 74 but certainly the loonie is weak and it's going to help our local cash bids. Errol Anderson is the president of Pro Market Communications. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com the Biscana and Upper Capel Watersheds Association taking responsibility has received $50,000 grant to support environmental stewardship of marginal lands. Wiscana Watersheds Chair David Sloan says his group has delivered more than 800 projects covering over 3,800 acres. The money comes from Nutrien. Sloan is a farmer southeast of Regina in the Wiscana Watershed. He says the Nutrien funds will help his group find more farmers to participate in a program to conserve fresh water on marginal land. He says support includes funding for tame forage, pollinator habitat, exclusion fencing, and restoring wetlands. Sloan says per-acre payments are also available to reforest an area, plant a windbreak, or riparian buffer. The Wiscana Watersheds Association boundaries extend from Humboldt to Tyvan and from Central Butte to east of Regina. The Federal Minister of Agriculture has announced an investment of up to $106,000 to the Prairie Oat Growers Association. The funds will go to new research trials to better understand the role oats play in disease prevention. Findings are expected to help create new market opportunities for Canadian oat producers. The research involves the St. Boniface Hospital Research Centre in Winnipeg. The center will conduct animal feeding trials with oats. The goal is to determine how oat protein is digested and the effect on reducing cholesterol and blood glucose levels. The data is expected early next year and is part of a process needed to make a health claim that oat protein can positively affect cholesterol and blood glucose. Oats is already recognized as a health food because of soluble fiber content. Oats has gone from a bulk export commodity 30 years ago to today, largely selling value-added products and ingredients. A new health claim could help further diversify market opportunities and stimulate demand. Canada is the largest exporter of oats in the world, with shipments valued at $460 million in 2020. The three prairie provinces account for more than 90% of Canada's oat production. A new Canadian record has been set for the biggest pumpkin. Smoky Lake, Alberta hosted its annual pumpkin festival last weekend. Don Cruz brought his pumpkin from Lloyd Minster to the event northeast of Edmonton, and he spoke with reporter A.J. Keller. 25-37. In your life, did you think you were ever going to grow a pumpkin that big? Well, yeah, you always do. Every year you think you're going to. <laughs> and then, then quickly after you pollinated, you realize that, no, not this time. Well, what, at what point this year did you kind of realize maybe this was the year? Oh, about, uh, about day 30 after pollination, and it was bigger than anything I'd grown, and it was just starting to ramp up its growth rate. And I, I looked at it and went, yeah, you know, this one's special. And what happens when it's growing? Like, they just balloon. Yeah, yep. Well, they'll do, like, you'll start off, at about at day 20, you'll start off, and you can see that the weights go up. Okay, so you're you're gaining about 20 to 25 pounds a day, and you think that's pretty good. But you, if you're doing that at 20 days, you know that there's a, a slow ramp up to about the peak growth at about day 35. And so at day 35, I was probably, I think if I remember right, I was doing 50 pounds a day on an old chart. So it's got to be... According to because this one went heavy, so it's probably more like sixty. When you talk about charts, are you like measuring how big the pumpkin is, and that's how you? Oh, right. Of- we have a, an over-the-top measurement chart. So measure from the stem 
to blossom end, right? From ground to ground on the stem and blossom end. And then you have, you measure the side to side, same thing on the side to the other side. And then you take a measurement of circumference around it and you add those three measurements together and you get the measurement that they call over the top. And then you take that measurement and there's a chart that's been made that's pretty accurate. And you just look at that number and then you say, okay, I'm there. Wow. Cool. Well, there you go. Some behind the scenes stuff. A lot of people ask me, how does he do it? And I don't really know how to answer that. So I always say you got to ask Don. Yeah. Well, ask me. Okay. How do you do it? How do I do it? It's everything's got to be perfect, right? The more perfect you can get everything, the better everything's going to be. So you need your soil to be at the right temperature. And we're still trying to figure out what that is. And you need your air to be at the right temperature. And we're still figuring what that out is, but it's probably about 27, 28 degrees Celsius. Okay. And then your nighttime temperatures need to be nice and warm, but we don't know exactly what that is, although I have a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everything else has to be, it's your growing condition. Sunshine, yeah. that's that's the one thing that we have here yeah. that other places don't have. Yeah. The Lloyd Minster sunshine. Yeah, the Lloyd Minster sunshine. The fact that it didn't rain ever. That's Don Cruz, whose pumpkin weighed in at 2,537 pounds at the Smoky Lake Pumpkin Festival on the weekend, setting a new Canadian record. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. Grain prices were reflecting upward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 20 cents at 854.52. Lentils gained $20 at 724.50. Yellow peas went up 919 at 455.44. Number one red spring wheat increased a dollar five at 426 dollars 69 cents. The rest were unchanged. Durham 439.34. Feed barley three fifty two eighty seven, chickpeas nine twenty five ninety five, flax seven fifty two ninety eight, oats two fifty five thirty two, and feed wheat two eighty nine fifty six. At Minneapolis, December spring wheat went up twelve and a half cents at nine seventy five a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotations. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report. Hardline Livestock here in Moose 1,631 on offer on our Tuesday pre-start. This market looking a little lower to me. We had 21 big exotic steers, 782 pounds at 252 and 50. That's $1,974 a calf. 537 weight reds at 272 and a half. The bower 33s at 302 and a quarter. And the 48 little red and black steers, 373 at 332 and 50. 79 heifers, 358. They bring 267.50. The 477 reds at 233. And the 536 reds at 224.75. Cow mark may be a hair stronger on the top, top end cows. They're going to bring anywhere from 97 right up to $1.08, $1.09 on the real top end. But if they're wet cows, just older cows, they're from 85 right up to 96 bucks. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692 2385.
This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, two twenty-eight thirty-two per CKG. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Saskatchewan exports are booming. StatsCan says merchandise exports rose almost 55% in August compared to August of last year, ranking first among the provinces. Trade and Export Development Minister Jeremy Harrison says the latest figures show Saskatchewan is playing a part as a critical supplier of food, fuel, fertilizer and technology. In the first eight months of the year, Saskatchewan's merchandise exports rose 44%, the second best among the provinces. The value of exports in August was $4.5 billion. Metal ores, non-metallic minerals, and energy products led the year-over-year export growth, with increases of 174% for metal ores and 55% for non-metallic minerals and energy products. Wholesale trade growth jumped 72% in July compared to July 2021. On the markets, the TSX is down 386 points at 18,592. The Dow has fallen 575 points to 29,351. Oil is up $3.87 at 92.32 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 72.90. That's 72.90 cents US. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.